This episode of Awards Chatter is brought to you by Universal Television, presenting Girls 5 Eva. Girls 5 Eva follows a one-hit wonder 90s girl group who attempts a comeback while hilariously navigating family and relationships, plus the joys and pains of middle age. The show stars Sarah Bareilles, Renee Elise Goldsbury, Paula Pell, and Busy Phillips. Don't miss the series critics call the funniest show on television. Girls 5 Eva is now streaming on Netflix and is for your Emmy consideration for Outstanding Comedy Series and all other eligible categories. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for episode 27 of Awards Chatter, the Hollywood Reporters Awards podcast. I'm the host, Scott Feinberg, and on this episode, I am so excited to be joined by a guy who's been one of my favorite actors for years since he was a kid. He's only 28 now, but he's been in the business for a long time, and he has just recently been minted as a bona fide leading man movie star with his performance as Adonis Creed in Creed. His name is Michael B. Jordan, and he is here to stay. Perhaps you've seen him over the years on TV. On The Wire, Parenthood, Friday Night Lights, or any number of other shows, up to and including All My Children. Or perhaps you've seen him on the big screen in movies ranging from Fruitvale Station to That Awkward Moment to The Fantastic Four. But it's Creed that has offered him his largest audience yet, and it's Creed that has impressed people tremendously in the weeks since it's come out. As the first person other than Sylvester Stallone to play a leading role in a Rocky movie, he has carried the film to great reviews and great box office, and on January 14th, he might well become the first person since Stallone, 39 years ago, to receive a Best Actor Oscar nomination for one of the installments in the franchise. In my view, he is certainly worthy. He's an exciting actor and a humble, likable guy, as I think you will conclude for yourself when you listen to this conversation. So without further ado, let's go to that. Thanks again so much for coming in and doing this. No problem. So, obviously, you're uh, having a tremendous year when Creed is awesome, and we're going to get to it. But I think just as we do on each episode, we like to go back and just go through how we got here. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure, man. (laughs) First question, what's the backstory of the B? Oh, the B. Um, (laughs) Backstory, uh, it stands for Bakari, which is Swahili. It means of noble promise, and it was a name that was given to me uh, at birth uh, from, uh, you know, family. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it was. I never really went by Michael B. Jordan until uh, I, well, until I got into SAG. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's another guy named Michael Jordan who happened to be in Space Jam. Yeah. He had his uh, a SAG card as well, and uh, you know, being the little fish in a big pond, I kind of lost that. I kind of lost that uh, that uh, that argument, and I ended up change, changing my name. So Have you, you've gotten used to it. You like it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I used to want to change my name as a kid anyway. Um, you know, being competitive and you know playing sports and basketball specifically, kind of growing up, and you know, when you get teased as a kid. Because there's another guy in the league, you know, Michael Jordan. You know, when you're younger, you think it's the end of your world, you know. So at that time, I was like, I want to change my name. I can't take it, you know. Like, 
you know, but I was very competitive, so I think it kind of gave me a healthy chip to kind of want to be good at something, not really knowing exactly what it was going to be, but I just wanted to be competitive and kind of be known for for my for for myself, for me, not not to be compared to, you know, that guy all the time. So, yeah, yeah. And Bakari is what you would go by to your friends and family anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. My mom and dad and everybody, they all call me Bakari. People that really know me, yeah, you know, that's yeah. known me for a really really long time, you know, that's that's It's not an invitation for just anyone to come yeah, up and please, call you. Yeah, please, please, please. Yeah, 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 please don't, man. Yeah, uh, yeah that would be a little weird. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> So, just to set the scene a little bit, where where were you born and raised, and how would you characterize life before you sort of entered our consciousness? I guess with the wire. Okay, um, you know, born in, in Santa Ana, California. Uh, my dad's from, from California. My mom's from New Jersey. Um, moved to New Jersey when I was two, so I pretty much raised on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. East Coast guy for sure, uh, and. Um, yeah, man, just like any other kid, you know, play a lot of sports. You know, you know, mom, mom and dad had a family catering business that we ran out of the house. Uh, uh, you know, older sister, younger brother, really, really close. You know, we we, uh, we we did a lot of things together, a lot of activities. But, you know, right around 10, 11, you know, right around 11, you know, my mom has lupus. You know, she went to, uh, she had a doctor's appointment, and I was like, you know, just waiting for her in the waiting room, and she came out, and the receptionist was on, on her way out the door. It was like, you should get your son into modeling. And it was just, you know, it was just a random statement. Wow. And, you know, which is, you know, I, yeah, I wasn't like the typical model kid, you know, so it was just like, it was just kind of like, you know, whatever. So I guess she had two sons that was in the business as well. Huh. And, you know, Coming from, you know, Newark and whatever, probably a cool way to, you know, make in, help make ends meet, you know, kind of get into, you know, see something different, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we just kind of randomly crashed the audition. I booked it. And uh, first time out of the gate. Wow. And then from then on, it was just kind of like, I kind of got in trouble, too. The agency doesn't really like when somebody <laughs> writes down. That's not really officially right. signed with the agency. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I learned that at a, at a very, very, you know, early age. Right. And uh, and then it just kind of snowballed from, from, from then on. It wasn't a... A mandatory thing. My parents didn't, you know, push me or to kind of do it or whatever. It was just something that, you know, I got early success at it. Randomly picked the backstage news, newspaper out of, uh, you know, um, out of a Penn Station uh, in, in North downtown North North Penn Station. Saw a manager had an open call for talent. Went in uh, audition. She signed me the, that day. Wow. The next day I was going in commercials for like going in for commercials and print work and stuff like that. And and then it slowly, you know, From year there, after yeah. year, to start to build. So a lot of going back and forth to the city, I would guess. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would go back and forth to New York, you know, from Newark, I mean, sometimes two, three times a day, yeah. you know, for callbacks and stuff like that. Maybe easily, wow. like, eight, eight times, you know, nine times a week, wow. you know, for sure. So you know that ride. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, Holland Tunnel, Lincoln Tunnel, right. all the bridges, the path, train, you know, we, we pretty much did it all. In fact, and I don't know if this was directly related to those trips, but... You found a way to do those pretty pretty quickly, right? Yeah. <laughs> As I got older, <clears throat> I had years of experience on the road, right. and you know I was really mature and responsible, <laughs> and all that good stuff. No, no, I uh, yeah, I got a record for myself going from uh, going from New York to New York. It's pretty, yeah. What was that speed? What was the time, rather? Speed? I don't know. I mean, probably, I mean speed, it varies, but I, I got there in about fourteen minutes. Wow. Yeah, wow, 14, wow. fourteen minutes, which is. Uh, it's pretty fast. So uh, the, that's unbelievable. I'm glad you're still here. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I don't do that anymore. That was the young, foolish, reckless days. It's, right. it's over, yeah. So even before the first show that I think many people remember you from, Wire, you were doing other acting gigs, and I think the first was also associated with New Jersey, right? Yeah, uh, Sopranos. Yes. Yeah, Sopranos was one of the uh, one of the first shows that I did. I was a, you know, 
I was a bully. Uh, I was I was bullying Tony Soprano <laughs> and where his uh, his shrink uh, therapy <laughs> sessions uh, in Coney Island. And uh, yeah, I've always kind of you know been associated with you know. Uh, these shows that yeah. just seem to you know resonate and sit around for 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 a long time. So straight from the beginning, you know, you know, Sopranos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, worked on the worked on the Cosby Show as as a kid as well, and um, which was which is which was which was awesome and amazing. It's the first time I ever got a, a um, like motivation. You know, how do you mean? As a, as a, as a, as a kid, you know, you're, you're pretty much just imitating. You know, you're just kind of just you know you just. Mimicking life, taking direction, just kind of just 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 being you. You know, hopefully it fits what the character is right. supposed to be, right. and kind of you know right. does, it kind of you know serves his purpose. You know, but you know, you know he was given. You know, all, they had all the kids in the, in the in the classroom. This is like the the the, the, the newer um, uh, Cosby Show that right. was on uh, CBS, <clears throat> and um and, and and he was like, you know. You know, Mike, I want you to brush your hair. You know, I want you to brush it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't stop brushing it. You know, even when you're saying your lines, you just continue to brush your hair. Just don't stop throughout the entire, throughout the entire uh, you know, taping or whatever. And not knowing that we did two shows, you know. So the first time, you know what I'm saying? I'm brushing, 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 going through it. It was fine. It was great, you know. And right. then the second taping, you know, you want me to keep doing it. I'm brushing, I'm brushing. And I'm like, but my scalp is like right. raw. I mean, it started, oh, man, it started to burn and stuff. But it, it's just the first time I kind of like associated with, you know, working professionally yeah. and, and having a, 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 a task, a tool, something to do, you know, um, you know, some type of business to do within the scene, which is kind of cool. So whether it was him or and or other people, who would you say were some of the early champions, early mentors that you had in this business before you kind of uh, became a, a known person. Well, known Andre person. Royal, who played Bubbles on the Wire. Um, right. I, I would kind of like, you know, uh, credit him for my falling in love with acting. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the first time Wallace started using drugs on the wire, season one, the first time I lost myself in a character and, and really fell in love with that euphoric feeling of uh, just not being yourself, not thinking like you would normally think, and just, yeah, just that first kind of moment. Yeah. And, uh, and he kind of, because, you know, I mean, I never, you know, did any type of drugs before. You know, mm-hmm. I had no idea what that right, was like. Right, you know, right. So he sat there and explained it to me and kind of, you know, tried to talk me through the, you know, the feeling of just kind of like just letting kind of like the, the, the restraints kind of go and just like, you know, this feeling, you know, from the top of your head to the bottom right. of your toes and just kind of really living in the moment. And I was just like, man, and it just kind of talked me through it. And yeah, it was the first time I did it. So anyway. So how I, old were you in that when you got the wire and, and. You know, did you realize it was a big deal? No, I mean, I was like maybe 14. I was like 14 years old and no clue. I mean, we were supposed to get, we weren't even supposed to go past season one. I don't, I don't, um, if I, if I remember correctly, but, uh, yeah, man, I I was, uh, I was super young and, you know, also had Larry Gilliard on that show. I mean, everybody, uh, you know, JD Williams, who played Bodie on that show, we're both from Newark, New Jersey. We spent a lot of time together during that show. And, uh, you know, Dominic West and Idris Elba and everybody on that show was like literally like a, a big brother or an uncle or somebody who kind of like just, you know, just just took me under their wing and tried to give me as much knowledge. Wendell Pierce, you know, um, as, as much knowledge as they, as, they, as they could. And I just tried to soak up as much as I could. Yeah. Is it, just as an aside, is, is it coincidental that Avon Barksdale joins you in Creed, or is yeah. that... <laughs> That's coincidental, That's man. Good, yeah. But yeah, but definitely, it just, it just fit. It was it yeah. was like the kind of the perfect situation. Yeah. It was just like, wow, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I mean, it would also be a nice little treat for, you know, guys to kind of see both of us in the same yeah. kind of scene before. But yeah, that's uh, that was fun. So... When your character leaves the show, yep, was that difficult for you? Did you was it was it sad to kind of 
no longer be a part of the program? Yeah, I thought it was like it was over. I was yeah. in there boohooing and crying and shit. Like, I don't know, I'm not going to work again. And they're like, Mike, it's okay, right. man. You're going, you know, you'll be fine. You'll right. be fine. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know I'll be fine? Like, yeah, so. Uh, and the yeah. bigger thing to probably cry about was that you didn't realize for the rest of your life you're going to have to hear it. Where's Wallace? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's a, which, which, which is not, it's not too bad of a no, thing, man. No, but, yeah, no. no, seriously, man, right. it was it was a – at that age, it was definitely a moment, and I, you know, didn't know if I was ever going to work again, and I was, you know, super sad. And well, it's interesting because the immediate aftermath of that, as you say, like you know, there were a lot of question marks. And for you, what was that time like? I know you, you know, you went to a very different show for the next few years, right? Yep, I was uh, went straight to all my children, and I remember having a, you know, a talk with my my manager. It was. It was raining. And it, was, it was like pouring rain. I did not want to go into the uh, into the, the audition for it. I did not want to go. Um, uh, yeah, I just I did I didn't want to go. And then uh, I remember talking to my mom and you know talking to my manager at the time, um, Lori Danzinger, out of, out of based out of New York. And she was just like, Mike, you know, this would be a great opportunity for you too. You know, you go, you know, you're young right now, you're still kinda, you know, learning, da da da. You'd be great training, it's great work, you know, just you know, I think you should really go. And I ended up going and, you know, ended up getting it. And and literally doing I mean, doing ninety, a hundred pages plus a day, you know, it was great, great training you know um learned such an incredible work work ethic from like susan lucci and darnell williams and walt wiley and 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 just everybody that that revolving door everybody that was in and out of that show kind of kind of took a you know just just a little just something just paid attention took note you know and Mm -hmm. just kind of being in that environment and it just gave me at bats you know it gave me you know multiple times in front of the camera to kind of like hone it and craft and craft it and then and it just started to uh yeah i just started to just grow and from there what was what went into the decision about whether or not to move out to LA? I guess you hit turned nineteen, and and that came after all my children, right? Yeah, that I mean that was a pivotal moment for yeah. me in life. You know, that, I, I was I was at a, a, a bunch of little crossroads. Um, it was like my dad wanted me to take things seriously. You know, with life, he didn't know if if, if this acting thing. You know, very brings very. You know, skeptical mm-hmm. and, and and cautious as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, not knowing this old entertainment industry and stuff like that. And you know, a lot of things came not easy, but naturally for me um, when it came to the acting stuff and and kind of like just my early success or whatnot. So he you wanted never to make sure formally studied, right? I was, did not. Yeah, I did not. And so for him, he didn't see me put any work into it. So you know, old school. You ain't work for it. You don't deserve it. You know. <laughs> and how do you answer that? What's the response? It, it didn't really have one. It yeah. was just. It was. It was. It was. You're right. You know. <laughs> it, it, he. 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 He wasn't wrong. I just had a, you know. You know. A, a gut feeling. You know. And just kind of weighed my options and sat still for a little bit and really thought about it and decided. You know, college wasn't for me and. Um, I was, you know, playing basketball hardcore really? at that time. Yeah, I mean, I was. I was really, really pushing. Um, to get a couple of scholarships to wow. try to play ball, I didn't really want to go. I didn't want to go to school mm-hmm. if I didn't have a scholarship. Right. So my sister go through school, you know, debts and school loans yeah. and this and that, and you know, have a degree and you know, graduate, you know, really, you know, high up on top of her class, and you know, just not having the, the support system and the job, you know, and the jobs out here to really support that degree, you know, and um, and I just, you know. Trust me, please, faith. Let me just like I just I just had to do it. Because you, you know? never, your kind of confidence never wavered. You knew, you felt that it was going to work out. 
I, I always had in the back of my head that, that that it was gonna work out, you know, or I tricked myself into believing that it was right. gonna work out, which is which is you know, half the battle too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you have to believe it, man. Right. You got to believe that you that you, that what you're doing is 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 what you're supposed to be doing, and you're gonna have some type of success at it. Or you know, I think it it reads false, and 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 you know, yeah, it just reads false. And also, you know, for me, um, yeah, that was a pivotal moment. It, it was like. You know, dad, this is mom, this is what I'm doing. I'm not going to school. You know, I saved up some money. You know, I had it in the back of my head for a while that I was going to do it. You know, packed up my car, shipped it out, found a spot, moved in. And, uh, yeah, man. What would you find out here? Was it uh, was it an easy transition? Were you getting work right away? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. It was uh, it was weird. I, I was I was changing agencies i was at this weird age of like you know teenager early 20s i was still in the oh yeah when i first got out here yeah i was at i was at i was at Abr- i was at csd for a while and then i was at abrams artist for mm-hmm. for a while with jennifer millar and wendy green i was over there for a minute <laughs> i'm just oh man this is yeah, like no, yeah it's taking me back man yeah. yeah and 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 then um and yeah, I went through the gauntlet of, of episodics, you know. It was, it was definitely some stretches where, you know, I wasn't working and, you know, I definitely grinded out and went from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like every episode, episode that I got of, like, a CSI or Law & Order or whatever, like, it, it just made me it, – it allowed me to stay out here for another, like, three months, right, four right. months, you know, <laughs> whatever. Right. And then you would go broke, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, you know, you pray extra hard right. then, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you'll, you'll get another job, and then it'll last you for another four months, and then so on and so forth. You're just always going for broke. Hopefully the next time, that you know, that you'll work enough within that, that little span that you'll be able to have a little left, you know, left over and be able to keep going. So that was it for, you know, for for a long time. <laughs> that, I mean, up until I, I want to say – you know, would it be. I mean, I guess. But yeah, parenthood. When would what when? No, nah, I mean, as far as works being consistent, or just well, just I like, mean, or like that, when you felt comfortable finally. Not comfortable. Not, that's not, the wrong. I don't I don't say, say. Yeah, it's a, but it's a weird thing. But <laughs> yeah. well, well, where where. <laughs> you could breathe a little. Where bit. I can breathe a little bit, yeah. man, and just not right. and not have that 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 huge fear of right. having to pack up and, and move back home. Right. You know. Right. Um, and then you're still. Not knowing if this is for you, it's still early in the game. You know, you don't have any. You know, in my eyes, I don't have anything. You know, a real career, I guess. You know, yeah. am, am I? You know, I guess at the time I'm looking at it like, you know, I did a couple shows back east. You know, and you know, I don't know. Well, because the amazing thing is that when you think about whether it's The Wire, or Friday Night Lights, or Parenthood, mm. or there are shows that everybody holds in the highest regard. Yeah. And today, if 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 everyone who says they Loved the show, watched it. Then the ratings would have been better than they were, right? For I sure, mean, everybody—it's Fairweather Friends, right? Exactly. So, so, but isn't that? I mean, it's on the one hand, it must be something you feel great about that you were part of these terrific shows. On the other hand, it didn't do a lot at the time, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, nowadays when you can like binge watch and sit there and like get the DVD set mm-hmm. and sit there and go through it instead of people you know, having to tune in at home and right, watch it and right. try to you know catch up, it's definitely you know sweeter now but it's opened up so many doors for me you know honestly all the people that matter not that other people don't matter but the people that matter you know the the producers Mm -hmm. you know the executives you Mm -hmm. know the people the casting directors you know 
the community that I needed to see it at that time watched it, and definitely it opened up so many doors for me yeah. moving forward. Um, honestly, it was it was incredible. Well, it was it was great stuff. So I guess the the really big turning point, if there if there was one, I'm guessing has got to be Fruitvale, right? Yeah, that's that's the other major one for sure. But there's other milestone things before that that kind of strategically things I wanted to check off my list. Um, you know, because it's got to be, you got to have a little strategy to, to the Yeah, to t- the talk us through it if yeah. you can. What was Yeah, the- I mean, you know, just wanted to do things that were, you know, just diverse, you know. Um, you know, coming from TV and doing a lot of TV, you know, it's always that the next step was like, all right, you got to do a film. You know, you got to get a film. You got to do a film, you know. And, and That's you saying that or that's other people saying that to you? I think that's me and that's, that's. That's me knowing mm-hmm. and relaying that and getting on board. Like, I've been blessed to having like a really, really strong team around me. I had to change some pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. like later, earlier on in my career, and but now, but the last, you know, four or five years has been pretty solid mm-hmm. as far as like game planning goes. And and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really strategic. I like looking at you know different careers and like you know just you look at you know resumes sometimes and you just like watch. Okay, well, what age did you do that? And kind of like okay, cool. There's this loose formula there. It's kind of like you know to really. You know, within success, you know, be able to you know be an international a guy a guy that can open a film overseas and 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 here at home as well, and and that's something that you know I really you know sought after and I'm you know and I'm trying to accomplish. No, it's fascinating. And yeah. You know, we have a few weeks ago had Will Smith on this podcast, yeah. and what he I don't know if this is something it sounds like you may have heard of this before. I'm going to tell you now, but like he apparently at the outset when he was coming from Fresh Prince sat down with his agent and said I'm gonna get on every plane I'm gonna go everywhere I'm gonna shake everybody's hand I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna sell my movie there was a lot of that but even even more specifically they printed out the list of the top 10 movies of all time at the box Hmm. office look through it what do they have in common sci-fi love story blah 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 and that was his strategy so for you um you're saying it was more looking at I mean, who were some of the careers that you wanted to emulate? I mean, he was one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. Will yeah. definitely did it. Um, you know, Tom Cruise is another. Yeah. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. was the other. Um, you know, Denzel, of course. And yeah. you sat there and you 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 went through it, and um, it, it's 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 pretty much that my version of of yeah. of, of, of what Will said, man. And, and it's uh, and it just gives you an idea, and it gives you a goal, you know. And it just and it's not that every goal is meant to be obtained, you know, but it gives you a, a direction to go in. And, mm-hmm. and 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 I needed I needed that. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was like my north my north star. Yeah. And I just headed headed in that direction, and and really want to find projects that you know you know TV kind of gave me a certain fan base, you know, um, a very diverse fan base because mm-hmm. everybody watched The Wire and Parenthood and Friday Night Lights yeah. and these shows that just you know seemed to that everybody seemed to love, and and then also wanted to do that on the film side as well. So you know, taking risk with you know that awkward moment you know that was a specific thing that I wanted to do that was completely different than anything I've done before I wanted to actually live mm-hmm. in a movie you know you know I've been so used to dying for, right. in a lot of roles I, 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 it was a conscious decision that's interesting I didn't want my mother to see me die anymore right. you know like right. I had to sit through so many screenings and at home with my mother bawling hysterically <laughs> comfort crying no it's yeah. bad because she's so so emotional oh, but it's like oh, and, and it's rough for years and years to see that so yeah. for me I just, I just wanted to do something totally different and give her something to laugh at you know do you think there is there a reason why the characters you played so often met that kind of a fate is that just the way that i mean young black characters are written or is it nothing to do with that i mean what do you make I think of that so. i think that's a great point i think there's that's definitely has something to do with it i think um you know um that's the tragic end to a lot of young black males um and told through story and through art 
um, people's perspective of that is that because they're so used to seeing it so common. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, that has something to do with it. But uh, but also, you know, for me um, as, as an actor, I guess, you know, what I've been told, or, you know, I've learned, you know, about, you know, certain things that you bring to characters and it's the humanity of it all and, you know, that, you know, that, that empathy that, that uh, I enjoy making people feel what another character's feeling, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, to see their perspective. Um, to see another person's point of view, so I think you know I think that might be part of it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I bring, I bring to a character that um, that's got me some success. So, when's the first time you heard of the name Ryan Coogler, and how did that happen? First time I heard of the name Ryan Coogler, I was I was coming back from I, I was in South Africa. Okay, I was in Cape Town, and I was shooting Chronicle, and. And my agent at the time, Scott Schachter, um, you know, because we were talking, we were sitting there talking about, you know, what's next. I'm always, you know, talking to guys, you know, I'm, I'm always talking to the team, trying to figure out what's what, you know, just, you know, because my brain is always going. I'm always kind of constantly um, developing and going, just strategizing and stuff like that. Uh, he was like, uh, I said, I really want to do a gritty independent, you know, to show show people what I can do. You know, I want, I want that opportunity. I'm, I'm tired of, you know. Just not. I, I want. I want. I need. I need it. You know. I don't care about how big the movie is. I don't care what it is. I want to do something that's just like small and just gives me an opportunity to do my thing. You know. That's that's what that's what I want to do. And literally, maybe three weeks later, the script comes across his desk. Uh, he Ryan was going through the Sundance um, Lab and Institute, and um, there was a a colleague of his was working at the agent the agency and he was like, Yo, can you can you give this script to his can you give this script to his agent? And she did and passed it along and gave it to Scott and Scott gave it to me and I read it and I was like, This is it. It's perfect. Because for me on a lot of different reasons, not just for professionally, but at the time I was feeling very frustrated with all the things that was going on with like, you know, with Trayvon Martin, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, it, and I remember when Oscar got shot mm-hmm. and, and it was it was uh, you know, wanting to wanting to express myself mm-hmm. through my work. You know, like I, I wanted to, you know, in the sense of hiding the medicine and the food, I want to get people to start, you know, to look at, you know, the situation and understand it's a problem and something's been going on for a really long time. And how do you get that information, that message across without scaring people away from the ugly truth of what it is? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to put it in art. And, 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 that, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of my take on that as far as releasing my frustration. So that was the first time I heard Ryan Coogler's name when I got back to the States. Um, maybe a week or two later, you know, I ended up um, going to sit, uh, go get a cup of coffee with him, sat down and talked with him. Within the first 10, 15 minutes, I said I, I knew I was going to do it. Wow. And, we were, and we were talking about character and, and uh, the process from Because he then. hadn't made a feature before, right? No, I saw a short a short film, uh, a couple of short films that he did, Locks and one called Fig, um, which was uh, really, really good. And, uh, you know, just... So what this guy can do and the messages and just the feelings that he made me feel with, you know, with, you know, such little resources. I just imagine what this guy can do with, you know, right. we gave him a whole toolbox. And, um, and, and yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, we talked about Creed, like, maybe a couple months after that. Really? So, like, even before, before we shot? Pre- yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was at the head of the game on that one. Yeah, wow. man, Ryan's kind of, he's similar to me. He's, like, he's just, he has catalogs and just so many stories and ideas yeah. and things up in his head that he's been working on and just waiting for the opportunity just to, you know, just 
do his thing. So, so you guys have done. You did Fruitvale. You did Creed, and yep. now you got the wrong, you got Wrong Answer coming up. Is that right? Wrong answer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, we, we quickly have a new uh, Scorsese De Niro here. This is coming together. <laughs> it's nice. I mean, is that the kind of thing though? Could you? What is you guys work? well together and enjoy working together so you think it's going to just keep you know keep it keep it coming yeah we're, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna you know we're working on some some joint ventures um you know possibly um possibly like a production company you know what i'm yeah, saying like working together great. and stuff like that so we're, we're we're trying to figure out the mechanics of that but yeah honestly man it's just you know we're, we're similar guys you know we care about the same things you know um, from similar places you know, we have similar tastes, <laughs> and and our communication and our shorthand is there on set. So, yeah, mixture of all that, and then you know, I just look at him as one of my one of my closest friends. So, it's um, and 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 then work wise, professionally, it's it, it, he's I, I'm in awe. He's such a, a smart guy. I mean, he's he's a really really smart guy. Yeah. I mean, he knows film, and it's just and it's fun. It, work is fun. You know, I, I enjoy getting up every day and going to work. So that's that's a that, that's a plus, man. So well, with the just coming back to Fruitvale and yeah, the story yeah. for a sec. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So just to set, you know, to remind people, Oscar Grant III was, uh, I guess, probably the first publicly uh, high profile. Yes, because, I mean, we had things like Rodney King and, and things Amadou that have been... Diallo right. and all those cases. But now yeah. you got people with smartphones mm-hmm. and there's no denying, mm-hmm. right? So on, on the BART subway stop in Oakland... Mm-hmm. He was killed, and you guys just not long after saw the same videos that everybody else saw and said, you know, this, when I say you guys, Ryan and you, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you're basically about the same, close in age, right? Yeah, we're a couple months apart. Right, and yeah. but I mean, even to, to Oscar. Oh, m- most definitely, yeah. You know, so it must have, it really hit home. And I was, I mean, that was a, yeah, man, that was very personal. It was a, you know. I mean, yeah, it could have been me. It could have been anybody, like any one of my friends growing up. It could have been my little brother. It right. could have been, you know, it could have been anybody. And that's the the fear. That's the, that's the reality for for myself and you know and and you know people within my community and like they look look like me from all over, you know. And and it's and it's you know to, it, it 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 was it was tough. And then especially getting to know his family as well. You know, you get a chance to meet his mom and his and his daughter and his. You know his girlfriend and all of his friends and everybody that knew him the best because that's how I, that's how I had to get to know Oscar it was through them, and that wasn't you know that was an intense process and and you know it just makes it you know it just drives home the point that this is real and and, and it's a, and it's a shame so you know absolutely I yeah. mean and then 
how surreal must it have been to, first of all, that the city of Oakland uh, cooperated to the extent that you guys are now shooting the movie at the same BART subway stop where this happened. You're you're reenacting what happened, right? I literally laid over the exact spot that he was shot in. Like, the bullet hole was still, like, in the ground. Like, it was still, like, right there. And it was, like, a heavy feeling, man. It was like that. those days were, like, so... Man, it was just... It was very intense and very heavy and, you know, very still. It, 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 was, it, was, it was an incredible experience, honestly. Um, I think I remember Ryan saying you guys would, like, everybody would stop and, like, have a moment of silence or mm-hmm. something before each day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, before each day, we would definitely sit there and pray. We'll huddle up and we'll just talk about what we're doing, what we're going through. Just get everybody mentally and, and just energy-wise on the same page at the same level, you know? Yeah. So everybody's just, like, you know, they remember why we're here for, regardless of, you know, who's tired, who's this, who's that. We're here right now, and this is what we're about to do. So let's all get on board and, and get to it, and, and that's kind of how we approached it. Well, well those the, that scene obviously stays with people I remember and don't think I'll ever forget with the dog also. Oh, man, that's, that's probably one of my favorite scenes of, like like of my uh, just period I think that's one of my favorite scenes because it's um you, it's it's a lot because like Oscar you know you know Oscar's you know that dog represented a lot you know for, for me personally and character wise story you know and it was basically you know about this this person this, you know that you know that, that was going that was passing away but wasn't there to able to do anything to help you know a, a, like a dying dire situation and, and it was uh, for me you know I lost a buddy of mine when I was younger you know um, you know in a motorcycle accident and whatnot and, and it was and it was you know that moment I wasn't around you know when that happened I was living in LA so you know, just the, the the relation of being really close to somebody that may or may not have needed you or maybe your presence, if you were around, might have changed something or maybe not. Maybe you guys would have been hanging out and you would have been there, whatever. Just all those things kind of run through. So for me, that's what that symbolized. So for me, heavy. Oh, man, that yeah. was that. Yeah, that's that going to be in your, you know, yeah, yeah. highlight reels forever because it's a powerful, Thanks, powerful man. scene. So the movie, though, comes out the day, was it the day before Zimmerman gets off? Oh, man, it was, yeah, that was, that was intense, man. It was... Uh, yeah, the news broke, right? Oh, just to get back to that, that dog. Yeah, scene. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Only because, like, I, me and Ryan always go back and forth. This I wanted to, I wanted Oscar to kill the dog in the scene, and he didn't want him. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't want him to do it. That, that was mm, that's one that's thing. That's really that, interesting. Yeah, because my take on it, I just wanted. I feel like he would put him out. Yeah, put him out. You know, out just kind of like just like you know, yeah, yeah. Out, instead of letting him go on. So, but anyway, it was it was it, that was just anyway that. But anyway, yeah, the news broke, right? Right when I think I had it, we had a Q and A, you know, and I wasn't gonna go. I wasn't even gonna do it because I was just like sick to my stomach. Yeah. I was just like, but you know, everybody was there, and I, and I went, and and before we actually had to did the Q and A, because the movie was going on, the movie was wrapping up, and we found out yeah right during, and I was just like, you know, I, I kind of kind of broke the news to everybody in the theater, and it was just such a weird hush kind of like no, nah, people were just very vocal about how they felt, yeah. and it was and it was it was a weird. It's a crazy moment, man. But they were very respectful about, you know, just kind of like not really being too gung ho about the, you know, the questions mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, and but we had a discussion and yeah. we kind of talked about it and it was it was a cool moment. Before we go on from this topic, uh-huh. I just have to ask you, you know, obviously it doesn't appear that things have gotten better in the few years since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the one hand, I guess it's a good thing that at least these incidents which continue are being documented, so at least there's no denying it, and hopefully that's what maybe police cams and things will do, body cams. But when, you know, as a as an increasingly prominent person, mm-hmm. do you have a position on how 
you know, how things should be handled that that are not being done right now? I mean, is there any anything man. you would do differently? Man, it's rough, man, because it's crazy. It seems like the more that it's being caught on camera, the, the more that you know, the more that they 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 continue to do it. It's like and it's get a, off and get off. And it's I think it's that knowing that they're gonna get off is kind of pushing it even more, which is super frustrating and uh and tough. But man, you see these, you know, you see him get off time and time again, and it's like, you know, he's like, how is that even possible? Like, who, what? It is, it's not right, you know. Um, do I have the answers? No, you know, I think it's it's going to come from, you know, policy and at a higher level, you know, and 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 it's rough because we want to emotionally react, you know, everybody does. Anybody that thinks it's wrong, anybody that has a common sense of right and wrong, you know, <clears throat> wants to react and emotionally because it's, it bothers you so much to your core, but. You know, to to make any real change, you have to be strategic and you have to, you know, plan it through. And it's going to take a series of small victories on that level, on that side of things, to make a real change. You know, um, so you know, just trying to get involved as much as you know as as I can, especially with the kids. You know, what I'm saying that a younger generation, and and then also trying to. What would you say to a kid right now? I mean, honestly, it's just trying to you know keep them focused and keep them out of the situations that are going to you know keep them you know. And, and, and it's so hard because it's like, yeah, I'm going to keep you out of living your life and walking down your community and, 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 and doing, you know, normal things, you know, like God, do I tell kids don't drive ever, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just it's, it's certain things. It's, it's, it's so tough and frustrating. But to a younger child, you just want to try to, you know, not shield them, but mentor them, you know, and get them in a situation where they're where they're 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 emotionally and you know and thoughtfully able and equipped to handle those type of situations maybe a little bit better you know give them you know it's it's, it's just certain little things like that that you kind of have to do and then also you know it, it's it's a it's a it's a community thing you know it's a it's a it's a it's a family thing it's a it's a it's 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 all these things it's a multi layered thing that's all combined where there's deficiency of certain things that you know change the psychology of a kid that changes the psychology of one you know uh you know person's way of thinking or a path of a certain kid you know it's so it's 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 a, it's a whole it's a vicious circle man and and it's multi layered and we could talk about it yeah. all day you know yeah. whatnot but I don't have the answers to that yeah. but you know I'm definitely gonna you know try to be a part of well, the I solution think that's you know? great because and I mean maybe it is just also partly a matter of waiting out the clock we could let, let some let certain generations die off because you'd like to think that a generation that grows up with a black president doesn't think about it as an unusual thing yep. and so anyway exactly but exactly. Uh, so we come to 2015 which is mm-hmm. so this this very interesting year for you um, on the one hand started out with something that I guess I'd be curious just briefly what your take was. You know where this is going. You know where it's going. But I mean, okay, so... Let's talk about it. Let's, talk, let's, let's get it out of the way. We'll get within the good I'm, stuff. I'm a grown man. No, take I Take my jacket off. Well, <laughs> all right, so, on, all right. So, so Josh Trank, who you did Chronicle with, yep. you now get an offer to come do Fantastic Four be a superhero. That's got to be... That, that itself, is that, is that an appealing, exciting thing to Oh man, definitely. I mean, me, me and Josh talked about this right after we did, <laughs> after I did their chronicle. Really? We were talking about it, and, and and you know, we wanted it to happen, and you know, how would we do it, and you know, what would kind of character stuff, and just kind of just going through the whole backstory. It's something I was definitely interested in. Um, I was a big comic book guy. I still am yeah. a big comic book guy. So uh, to play a character like Johnny Storm, it was like it was a no brainer. So was the experience more positive than the result? Yes. I think I think that everybody set out to do a great movie. I don't think nobody goes to anything saying I want to bomb. 
you know, I want I want a disaster. So I think everybody had the best intentions to do the best project that they could, but sometimes things just fall apart and, you know, um, and, and they don't turn out the way you wanted to, you know, um, I had to come to terms that I can get up every day and go to work and give 110, 20%. And at the end of it, it may or may not be enough and the project may not turn out the way I wanted to. So, and it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of different things. So it just, just didn't work out, man. And, and, and but you bounce right back. Yeah. I mean, it was real for a while. I mean, cause you know, first real, you know, for me, total failure yeah i mean that's a, i mean when you look at it it's kind of, it's kind of bad but um well, it's not like it was because you sucked <clears throat> no i mean yeah i mean whatever it was yeah. just for whatever reason it just didn't work out right, man right. so it was, but for me it was like you know it was a slice of humble pie you know right, and, right. and i and um and you know i'm in a strange way glad that i went through it then then you know maybe later on right. in my career and then you know and yeah so and it happens to everybody. Will Smith, we were talking about uh, what was the what was uh, Wild Wild West oh, or whatever. I love you know? that. Yeah, it's not <laughs> so bad, right? <laughs> it wasn't that All so right. bad. I love that. Right. Well, maybe the people will come. Maybe come around on uh, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four <laughs> in, a, in a couple decades. In a so. couple decades, <laughs> twenty, thirty years from right. now, like you'd be all old, washed up. Right. We'll laugh at this. <laughs> so, but the good news is you followed it, and I think in terms of even just shooting it, you you did create after right Right after yeah right after and that was that was that was needed Um, and um well back with ryan back in sort of a comfort zone right exactly back in the womb back back in the womb now for sure and we were we were and we were really excited to kind of get to work on 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 creed and just the you know the body transformation the development of this character that lives in this world that is so you know rich you know 40 years you know 40 years old and to um you know to be able to act opposite you know, Rocky, which I don't think anybody in their right minds thought would be back on screen. No. And, and uh, you had to kind of dig that guy up. <laughs> Were you a fan, like, growing up of the franchise? Yeah, I was definitely a fan. Wasn't as hardcore of a fan as Ryan. As Ryan. As that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, because um, it was way before, right, right, way before, you know, I was born. Of course. Um, it was a... Uh, it was something that I watched and I rewatched, you know, once I was in high school, and 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 you know, I just always remembered, you know, just 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 uh, um, underdog and 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 just just overcoming odds and just you know never giving up, you know, I, that's those things that just kind of always kind of you know ring rang rang true when I thought of Rocky. So it had seemed like it ended with Rocky Balboa, right? But I guess and the holdup on this movie for there was a little bit of holdup because Ryan had to convince. Sloan that it was worth reviving? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, in his eyes, he, he thought it was over, you yeah. know, and um, he didn't want to, I think he was really hesitant about playing sick, you know, and playing a weaker character, and, um, and you know, he was just like, man, can we make the neighbor sick, and then, you know, Rocky and this <laughs> and that, or whatever, like, this is crazy, man, but uh, ultimately, it was his, it was his, it was his wife, um, Jennifer, that, that really kind of, you know, told him to stop being a coward and, right. and, and uh, get to it. And, um, but you're saying prior to him signing up for that, was he hoping Rocky would like hop in the ring with you? Who? Wait, wait, what do you mean? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I think he let that one go. No, 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 no. He wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, yeah, he, he was. Nah, nah. He, he didn't think that. He wasn't. He wasn't that far gone. No. So how did you? I mean, you were an athletic guy before, but this was ridiculous. Right? Yeah, this was crazy for me. Um, being competitive, man. Yeah. Just wanting to like. See if I could like transform myself into a a, a a boxer, and then I think it's that fear of being, you know, like 
called out for being a fake or not looking <laughs> good. You know what I'm saying? It's that it's always that fear of right. like, oh man, like they're gonna they're gonna tell I they can tell I can never I never boxed before right. or you know <laughs> that that jab is looking real sloppy or whatever. It's just always those things because you you know when you watch other films or boxing films or whatever you know and you know you hear reviews or whatever you know people are talking about this and they just really rip these yeah, things to shreds, apart, yeah. especially about these subcultures. You know that a lot of people you know aren't too too familiar with it. Like these kind of you know secret society like boxing world is very like closed off, very inner circle kind of thing and if you don't people that know know and people that don't know they don't really know so, so what just, was the michael b jordan school of getting shredded what was the what was, yeah it's the cory callier which is yeah. my trainer okay. it's, it's his way you know right. it's called the callier way all right you know? and he uh and i met him down in, in uh, baton rouge when i was shooting fantastic okay and you know we just clicked you know straight off the gate and and uh we started working out and you know, Baton Rouge, and I was like, man, dude, like, let's let's keep it up, and you know, so I brought him on, brought him out to Cali, you know, and he started training me for for Crete as far as, like, lifting weights and, yeah. you know, diet and really, yeah. like, getting me into shape, and then I met this guy named Rob Sally that Sly introduced me to who did a lot of the boxing stuff on uh, Grudge Match or whatnot, but he's a, you know, a serious trainer out in the Valley, and we worked out, you know, consistently. He really laid down my boxing fundamentals. I mm-hmm. mean, he treated me like a fighter. You know, he uh, you know, he put me in the ring with his other fighters. He went to the real gyms, you know, worked out, did the rounds, did the work. You know, I put the time in for about a year, about a year. Nice. And and uh, and it was a mixture between lifting weights and boxing, you know, and, and then diet and just doing that consistently, man, for, for, for you know, about a year, year and a half. And, and, and yeah. What was the first meal after it was over? Not even. I had cheat days on Sundays, <laughs> but like, but when, it, but like when it was all like the last fight, when it was all said and done, I think I had like you know like cheesesteaks and it was like pizza, <laughs> pasta. I mean, it was Philly, so you had to have cheesesteaks. Yeah, yeah. And then it was ice cream, brownies. They have these crazy donuts. General's chicken it was amazing. Yeah, we had like fried. <laughs> the, it, it was it was ridiculous. I, I ate myself sick. Hey, you yeah, earned it. Yeah, um, that's what I said. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I slept good that night. So over the course of the, of yeah. the film, you and Stallone obviously must have had a lot to do with each other. And the question I had was, was the was the relationship when the cameras aren't going, when it's just you guys being you guys, at all like the relationship, sort of the the mentor-mentee kind of thing that the characters have. Yeah, just on steroids, like, jacked up. Like, I mean, kind of, like, when you're cut, it's like, they're really telling us to shh, calm down, like, be quiet, we're trying to, we're trying to get the shot. Like, oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. We're like, you know, you know, but we're, we're uh, I think getting to know him and really working on the script and developing these characters, you know, kind of like, you know, before we actually started filming, yeah. once we got on set, the fun part was acting like we didn't know each other. Right. It was like, that was the cool part, is like, you know, trying to, you know, you know, play the tension, you know, to find those moments just like, fuck is this guy? Right, you know? right, <laughs> so, right, uh, right. So that that was the fun part. So yeah, definitely when you cut, it was it was very much so like very relaxing and chill. How about Miss T T? Oh man, she's amazing. Yeah. That girl. God. That girl is poison. <laughs> no, no, no. I just remember from as long as I, you know, I don't know, what was the first thing that people know? Is there white people? Mm-hmm, or probably that's the first thing a lot of she people is kinda, good. She's really solid, man. She, she gives so much very talented, very strong, uh, you know, to play, you know, a character like Bianca is so multi-layered and, and, and especially, you know, musically as well. She's so talented. She wrote a lot of those songs. She sang all her stuff. And, 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 um, and we really, we really, uh, we really, uh, you know, challenge each other in scenes, you know, and, and, and playing a character that's going through, you know, young love and being completely honest and vulnerable with somebody for the first time, I think, on both ends, maybe. Maybe more so Donnie than than Bianca. Bianca's probably gone through 
maybe more of a romantic hardship, you know, before that's kind of like maybe closed her off a little bit and made her more serious about her stuff along with the, you know, the complications yeah. of, or, you know, of, of the progressive hearing loss. And Donnie, I think, comes more from emotional family, a bit like kind of situation, but can sure use that type of love, affection, and, and kind of companionship, like somebody strong like yeah. Bianca. So to kind of like play those nuances with her, it was it was it was a lot of fun, man. And uh, yeah, she's she's a beautiful person, man. So we um, we we clicked too. Terrific. Well, so as you look back at that whole project, is there a scene that you're proudest of that you are gonna, you know, if you could only show one scene to your kid one day to show what you could do, what would that be? Oh, uh, man, that's rough. Lots to uh, pick from. It, no, yeah. I'm just saying, can I just show the whole movie? No. Yeah. I can't, no, I'm like, yeah, there's one movie from right. now on. You want right. to see is Blue Station Creek. Would that, would that, so if you uh, if you had to, I mean, I guess you can't choose. Those are your sub, they're children, right? Yeah, uh, those are my kids. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, it, 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 uh, I mean, okay, let's go for scenes. Let's go for okay, scenes. Okay. Let's go for <laughs> scene and Creed. All right, go for scene. <laughs> scene and Creed. Well, I know um, one that I'm guessing it wasn't. Didn't, is it true that Mr. Sloan set you up to get a, get a really... Oh, he definitely set me well, up. Uh, t- just talk that through if you can. We'll come back to the, the one that you're proudest of. I mean, it's probably that fight scene. Yeah? You know, I mean, it's probably that, that whole that whole fight sequence was intense, man. And okay. it pushed me to the limits yeah. physically. Like, so it was, it was definitely... It was definitely... I mean, you have, like, eye prosthetics, you know what I mean? I'm putting on. I can't see. The depth perception is yeah. all off, man. I'm doing fight choreography. Punches are whizzing by. Mm-hmm. Half of them I don't even see. I'm just hearing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh so, and God. it's like, and then, you know, you get some, you know, you get caught with a few of them. Yeah. But, like, the the, the, the rounds prior to that, before the actual, uh, um, you know, eye prosthetic, before I closed up my eye and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it was just, like, just strenuous. You know, you yeah. eight straight days of just hell, you know, and, and. And uh, I think for me, physically pushed me to the limits, and then mentally being able to just stay in it, you know, it was it was it was really rough for me. But um, what, just to get you know the whole knockout thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, we're this is one you know the knockout, okay, you know? okay, right. the knockout, okay. slow mo, yeah, right? slow mo knockout, yeah. right? So in slow mo. The first couple of times we were doing it, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, just going with it, you know, yeah. just kind of slipping with yeah. it, and and we could see the gap, you know, a mile away because it was in super slow mo. So, uh, Sly's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what? It's like an uncle in the back of the room, like, what? What? Say what you gotta say, Sly. What? What is it? And he's like, man, you know, you got it. You got to take the hit. And I'm like, what you talking about? He said, you got to take the hit. You got. I mean, this, you know. Consider it as your initiation into the world of the Rocky, Mike. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, did you take it? He said, yeah, I had to take a couple of real hits. I said, all right, come on, let's do it. So then from then on, you know, Tony's warming up, you know, with Clay. And he, it's just like, I just remember him just hitting the pad like. Oh, and I was like, whoa, whoa, you told him to go like 30, 40%, right? You told him to take a little bit off. He said, yeah, this is about 30. And I'm hearing it. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh. God, yeah, this is ridiculous. So uh, we line up the shot or whatever. And, and you know. He's coming with a, yeah, I threw like a left. He he went under it, and I'm coming back. I'm trying to come back with a right, and he's coming with a right. And it, and it just, you know, flush, boom, socked me, right? Went down. And then, again, whatever, the camera pushes in, you know, so I'm down there for like, like, like a solid 45 seconds, you know what I'm saying? Out, you know what I'm saying? I'm down there, and then the camera pushes in or whatever, so boom. So, yeah, cut, boom. Everybody's like, ah, oh, going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, full of yeah. love, full of extras, background, everything. <laughs> 
So then they're playing it on the big screen though, and to the, the uh, um, playback is yeah. on the screen, so the whole house can see oh it. Oh my god! And we're watching, and it's like in Vegas when they're like playing back. You know, what I'm saying the slow mo <laughs> shot, right? So we're all like, you know, mesmerized looking right. at the big screen, and then we realize that his hand was in the way. Tony's left glove like blocked the actual like shot no. so we didn't get it so we didn't get it the first time oh. so when everybody had that exact same moment everybody kind of just like like I swear it was like all eyes are there and then everybody just kind of like looked down at me oh. and I was like alright let's do it again oh come on let's go God. I was like hurry up let's go let's go it's back to one so we wow. went and reset we did it again and I was the one that kind of that made it unbelievable so that was that would was you have a headache for a few days three huh? days man if I was in a car accident man it was it was oh, it was, it was, it was it was stiff cause you're already like you know the whiplash yeah. Just yeah. kind of like whipping your head back and forth, but with that punch, for sure, brutal, for sure, for sure. All right, favorite scene. Um, <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be like the like man, like the running montage, and then the, the and, then, and, then, and then the dirt bikes. Man. How does it? How does it ever get any cooler? Than yeah, that? that's that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty. Right. That's pretty badass, man. <laughs> I get chills. I, I got chills every time I saw it. And then when I was running, when I was doing it, it was just like, it it, it felt so right. Yeah. yeah, just like with the noise of the bike engines whizzing by you, and just like running in the street, having so many like ex- fans, the people like you know, real you know, just hanging out the windows, like knowing, like just like knowing it was in Philly, knowing what we were shooting. It was it was really you know every day outside on the exterior sh- shoot. It felt like you were doing something just. You know, the magnitude of it was just was colossal. Amazing. Well, that, I mean, that doesn't seem to be, that it could get any uh, more badass than that sequence. Oh, there. man, it was awesome. So last two things here. Just First of all, what did you make of it? This movie comes out, and critically, commercially, it like, couldn't have done much better. So no. how, how did you process all that? Still processing it? Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first saw it, I thought Sly knocked it out of the park man he's he's so honest and real and and you haven't seen the vulnerability like that since like maybe copland for him um and to kind of see him bring that out i was like man wow like you know this guy magnifique like yeah. I, I was I, I was loving it and um and you know just i, I didn't i didn't really I, when you get when, <clears throat> When you get me, like you know, me and Ryan together, you know, we're we're pretty honest with each other, you know, and 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 then you know, somebody talented like Sly and, and you know, Felicia Rashad and Tessa and and you get this weird ingre- these weird ingredients that seem to work well together, and you know, when we get on scene, like, you know, we get on set and we're shooting these scenes, you start you feel like you're doing something special, you feel like you're doing something that you know will resonate with people, but you're not you're never really sure. So to kind of see it have the legs that it has and, and it's kind of you know, having people talking about it and, and receiving it, um, you know, from Rocky's generate from Sly's generation and and my own, it, it's it's you know, it's it's a really, really warm, good feeling, Because that's threading the needle. I mean that's not there's not too many movies that both, you know, let's say somebody like our age and our dad or grandfather, or whatever, are all going to enjoy. Like that's exactly. cool. That, that that is that's pretty yeah. cool, man. So it, it makes me. It really does make me happy. And um, yeah, man. It, it, I still haven't fully processed it all. Honestly, it's like it's still like I, I still bet. feel like I'm like, you know, in the process of like making the movie only because we're still like kind of like you know just talking, talking about, about it, it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So so last question is like at this moment, whatever January seventh, two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. As you kind of imagine looking ahead, you know what. 
what are the people who maybe, you know, unfortunately not a lot of people saw Fruit Veil mm-hmm. and maybe not Fantastic Four. And, you know, <laughs> the TV shows had their audiences, but they weren't necessarily large. This was your biggest audience, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people now that are going to be kind of curious about what's what's come for you. If you had to kind of set a goal that we're going to go and listen back to in like 30 years and say on January 7, 2016, this is no. what Michael B. Jordan <laughs> sort of an- anticipated. What would that What would that be? Thirty years, oh man! That'd when be we like, do the second one of these, the second one of these, yeah. man. I mean, he has a. I mean, this may be like a thriving production company that's like firing off on all cylinders. Um, maybe like similar to like Blur, you know, Tim Miller's company. I really like that a lot. Kind of like his model, the way he sets it up, just being able to in-house do like you know animation and and uh, you know production for. Uh, um, you know, for your films and video games, I'm really in the really in the games as well, and 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 and, and television, and, and you know, and then uh, and also have a maybe a commercial directing space as well um, to be able to do ads and stuff like that, and and so I'm I don't know, man, I, I don't know, I just want to be I don't know, it's a lot of things I like, you know what I'm saying, and that, and that's and that's I guess my, my hard thing, like the like one of the things that I don't know is complicated about me I guess is that I like a lot of different things and I try I want to do everything you know but I can't do everything but I, I try to I try to figure out a way to do the right things in an order where I can do everything right you know what I'm saying well it's better than not being interested in anything right touche yeah there you go well touche. thank you so much for doing this I really appreciate it and uh thank you yeah, man absolutely. thanks for having me thank you fun, yeah a lot of fun yeah good stuff man It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.